All right. Good evening. Hope you're all doing well. Today we're starting uh, a new parak, parak ve'elu mutarim. That is Maseches Nedarim Daf Yudalit, and of course, starting at the new parak on the bottom of Yud Gimel Amid Beis. It is more of the same. Speaking about Nedarim that don't work and that do work because of the distinction of that which is Nadur, that which I'm able to make a promise upon, versus that which I'm not able to make a promise upon. So, for example, as we will see in our Mishnah, you can't say this piece of bread has the same status as that pig. That doesn't work because that pig is Asr no way to get out of it. But if it's a chatos, then there's already a little bit more latitude. So let's start with our Mishnah now. And the Mishnah reads, in the following cases are cases that would be mutter to eat that food even after you make your statement of commitment. And what would be examples? Chulin If I say that I'm, this piece of bread is like your chulin or kibbasar chazir or like the flesh of a pig, or like that idol worship, keoros levuvin. Keoros levuvin was a type of idol worship where they would actually cut the heart out of the animal while it was alive. That's what Keoros levuvin, I mean, that's like, that's like out of the television shows, the horror movies. But that was Oris Levuvin. If you say this kikar is just as us or as that uh, that thing that was being used for this avodazar, kinevelos, hutrefos, kishkatsim, or musim, like all of these things that are halachically us or inherently, kichalas aron, kichumaso, in all of those cases, mutter, your hatfasa, uh, your association between that which is yours that you would like to make a condition upon, and the items that you're making that condition with. If those things are inherently asr, the halacha is mutter, that is not considered a hatfasa, and nothing is binding. That's part one of the Mishnah. Part two of the Mishnah. Now, in general, this is not a good phrase to say to one's wife, but the phrase here is being said in the form of a nether. A man says, you are to me as my mother is to me. And of course, he's not allowed to be with his mother. Does this work? Says the Gemara, if a person says that, we try and undo this type of neder uh, from another place. We'll discuss this at a later point, the, the, the makom acher place. And the Gemara says that we, uh, we don't undo it in, in a regular way. We try to undo this in, in some way, shape, and form. Why? So that a person doesn't get accustomed to making these kinds of claims. What's going on in this last part of the Mishnah is that we're talking about a person who's an Am Ha'aretz. Apparently with Ame Aratim, uh, and for people who don't have a lot of uh, foresight, they make these commitments against their spouses. I'm so angry at you. I'm halachically uh, considering our relationship like me and my mother, which is that there is obviously a halachic limitation. So that if a husband says that out of frustration, then Am Ha'aretz, because the Tamil Chacham would never say that. But if an Am Ha'aretz says that, the halacha is, the Mephorshim explained that normally when we try to undo a neder, the way that we show charata by a neder is by saying, if only I would have known X, I would never have done this. That's what the charata is. Here we don't say that. Here we try and find another loophole and then we show them discuss this. Let's make a diuk from the beginning of the Gemara, four lines from the bottom of Yud Gimel Amid Beis. Taima, the reason why in our Mishnah we said that it's mutter, why there's no Neder created when I take my kikar of chala and compare it to chulin is because chulin sheochelach, but ha'amar lechulin or lachulin, then sheochelach mashma lo lechulin lehave. It seems to say that it should not be like chulin, implying backhandedly that if it's not chulin, then it's hektish. El korban and money must nisan by definition that cannot be Rav Meir. Again, as mentioned earlier when I started. 
This parak is more of the same, at least in the beginning. It can't be Rav Meir because we learned about Rav Meir already. Rav Meir, as we turn to the top of Yadal and Amadalu. If, in fact, the diuk of this Gemara is correct, that the Gemara is being medayik from our Mishnah, that had we said lachul and she'ochelach, and there it implies that he said lo lachul and lehavei elakorban, that's a backhanded inference. We're inferring from a negative. Rav Meir doesn't allow that. Less le michla lav must be Rabbi Huda. If you want to say that our Mishnah is like Rabbi Huda, well, that's that's double. That's duplicative. Why? Because Hainu Reisha. We learned that in the previous parak already about Rabbi Huda. So what have we learned new? So says the Gemara. A couple of answers. Answer number one is Aidi Diktani. Just because the, the other, there's nothing to be learning from the word chulin. We just said it because it's in, it happens to be in the same category. You're right, we learned about chulin already. You're 100%, 100% correct. No diukim to be made. It was only mentioned because it came along in the, with the package. It came along with everything else. Ravina argues. Ravina argues, no. Amar hachiktani. Really, how, here's how we should understand our Mishnah, the Mishnah at the beginning of the parak. Ve'elu mutarin ke'chulin. Look back at our Mishnah. Just add the letter kaf to the Mishnah. The following things are mutarin. Namely, if I try hatfasa between my corn beef and all of these items that are inherently yasser, it'll be no different than a hatfasa with chulin. And then the Gemara continues. So Ravina, they, they argue a little bit. You're right. They both agree that no diuk should be made. But Ravina is of the opinion that we're using chulin as the paradigm for that which does not work in a nether. Says the Gemara, that's a problem. Had it been that our Mishnah did not have chulin, I might have thought that because it doesn't exist in our Mishnah, I might have made an inference, says the Gemara, that I might have needed she'ela in regards to chulin if I tried to make a nedr there. Could it be that anyone would assume that we would have needed she'ela, we would have needed charata to undo the nedr by chulin? Absolutely not. Hamidikatani seifa. <laughs> because the Seifa says the following. Remember our Mishnah. What does our Mishnah say? We see in the Seifa of our Mishnah that our Seifa says that if a man, if an Amharat's husband makes this line, he says that you, my wife, are no different to me than the way that I am related to my mother. There the Gemara says, We try and undo there, uh, the, his neder, which basically is, is she'ela. That's undoing the, the neder. And if the seifa is dealing with she'ela of undoing a neder, then the reisha must not be dealing with that. So how can you say your inference is correct that had it not said chulin in our Mishnah, maybe we would have needed she'ela. Therefore, we reject Ravina's answer. Chulin was just included automatically. And that was the answer of the Gemara on the second line of that we also included Chulin. Says the Gemara, where do we know this from? This Minohanimili is a little bit out of left field, and thank you to the Ran for helping us out. The Ran is a third of the way down. And the Ran says, defining this question in the Gemara, that one who does hatfasa. <coughs> That one who tries to take his item, his corned beef, his kikar, and tries to compare it to something that's inherently usher, how do we know, lo mitzar? How do we know that that neder is not binding? Because we already, we've been making this assumption. We discussed this already the last many blot. That if I try to make a comparison between something that's usher and not something that's a davar hanadur, we said that it doesn't work. So where do we know this from? 
Says the Gemara, that's simple. Omar Kra, Ishki Yidor Neder Lashem. We see the word Yidor and Neder, a doubling of the language. What do we learn from the extra Neder? Achi Yidor Bedavar Hanadur. But that's what the double language is, that the nether has to be something that's nether, something that I could make a nether upon to make it usher. A pig, I don't have to make a nether to make it usher. I can't make a nether to make it usher. I can't change its status one iota. It's just what it is. So it can't be something like that. That's the drush of the Gemara. That's how we know that when we're matfis something, that it can only be with something that's vidavar hanador, that which I'm able to impact its status from mutter to asr. Masha'enkein, all the examples in our Mishnah, which are dvarm ha'asurim, and therefore the nether doesn't function. Says the Gemara, wait one second. If that's true, if that's true that you're learning from the double language of Yidor Neder Lahashem, well, we have another Pasuk that has a doubling language of, of Isser. Maybe we should therefore assume that just like we're able to be matvis with something that's Bedavar Hanadur because we have a double language of, Lidor, of Yidor Neder, well, we also have a doubling language of Isser which is Laesor Isar, and maybe there too we can learn out, maybe there too we can learn out that a person can be matvis bedavar ha'asur. Says the Gemara, that's not true. Because the words Laesor Isar are actually used for something else. We need that for something else, which is Ezu Isar Ha'amor B'Torah, which is how do we create hatfasa in the first in the first place? How do, how do I make this piece of bread that I'm saying by association is similar to something else. How do I make that usher? That's the Mari Makom that we have at Fasa. So the word Sori Sar is actually not available to be used for this drasha. And therefore, the Gemara concludes that the reason how we know that Hatfasa only works by something that's Bedavar Hanadur is based on the Pasuk of Ishki Yidor Neder Lashem. Because of the extra language of Yidor Neder, the doubling of the language of Neder, therefore the Gemara Darshan's at Shiyidor Bedavar Hanadur. All of that deals with the ratio of our Mishnah. What about the safe of our Mishnah? Let's dig in. We're two-thirds of the way down on Yudal Ramad Aleph. We're going to be going to the Mishnah, two-thirds of the way down on Yudal Ramad Beis. Reminder that tomorrow I'm out of town. In Yerut Hashem, I'll be posting a recording mid-morning. If my if I don't fall asleep on the plane, then I'll be posting mid-morning. Uh, and then we should be done. Otherwise, I'll have to squeeze in a time later. So let's learn the second part of our Mishnah, two-thirds of the way down on Yudal Ramad Aleph. The Gemara says, HaOmer... Says the Gemara, you had said in our Gemara that that seems to be that you have to do She'ela. Our Mishnah said that but says the Gemara, that doesn't always seem to work out because we're in Minhu. We have a source in the Tanaim that doesn't agree with our Mishnah. If a person says that you are to me like the flesh of the mother or like the flesh of my sister, Ke'orla, like a tree in its first three years, completely off limits. Like foods that are growing in the in the vineyard that should not be growing there. So that's a stira. How is it that over here you can say bisar ima and it's lo amarklum, the nether is a zero. But in our Mishnah, you said ke'ima and all of a sudden you have to be poschen pesach mimakum acher. Stira. So here we're going to see two answers. Answer number one is that of Abaye. Amar Abaye, this is the Chakira. Our Mishnah, which seems to say that there is some form of She'ela, that's only true Midrabanan. Midraisa, clean slate, 100%. If a man says, that's not a nether. Midrabanan, we're makbid on you because that's not the right way to talk. So we force your hand to go undo your nether. But really, it's not a nether. The nether is only rabbinic in nature. 
this brisa is just speaking brass tacks without even including anything else. What does the brisa say? The brisa says, Lo amar klum. Be the raisa. That's correct. Be the raisa. So that's enough community between the two Mishnais. However, Rava argues. Rava Amar, no. It depends. When we're talking about an Am Ha'aretz, he gets a slap on the wrist. That's our Mishnah. Our Mishnah is where an Am Ha'aretz said, And under those circumstances, what do we see? We see that our Mishnah says that he has to go chase down the Bezdin, and he has to do She'ila, he has to undo his nether, even though the nether is not a full nether. But it's only true by Ame Aratzim. It's not true by Tamir Chachamim. If a Tamir Chacham says that about his wife, you are no different to me than my mother, so then, under those circumstances, lo amar klum. That's as if he said nothing. Nothing is binding. No rabbinic injunction upon him to undo that particular uh, nether. And where do we see this from? Vihatanya. Uh, we, we know that when we see vihatanya, is that hey in vihatanya a hey hasha'ela that's asking a question or not? And here the Gemara says uh, just vihatanya, and it's actually benichusa, which would be Rashi's language, which we're familiar with. This is a raya. Three lines from the bottom on Yadal Ramadal, the Gemara says vihatanya. Hanoder Batora, we'll discuss this case in a minute, but a person who makes a commitment about uh, their product and they say it's going to be uh, it's going to be us like Torah or whatever the whatever the Hatfasa is. So here we see the distinction between a Tamil Chacham and a non Tamil Chacham. When is it in the case of Noder Batora that we need to do some type of Sheilas Chacham that's only by an Amo Aretz? So the precedence for our case is found here. Just like in the case of Noder Batora, Lo Amar Klum. And if you're a Tamar Chacham, you don't need to do any rabbinic uh, type of hafara, of she'ela. So too in our case, and what is our case of Hareat Alaikima, if you're a Tamar Chacham, then there's no need to, to do any hafara. What's the reason behind what? Oh, it was an uncommon language by Tamini Chachamim. The Ame Haaretz were much quicker to say these kinds of things about their spouses. That's what the Ran says uh, earlier in the, on the previous Amud. The Ran was concerned about this because it was it was their parlance, and they were they the first of all the language doesn't work. So me the said the language doesn't work. The concern of, of our Mishnah, as the Ran explains, is that. He's going to keep this, uh, keep saying these kinds of things in his marriage. It's going to be bad. We slap him on the wrist. You can't talk like that. You can't talk like that. Like sometimes our kids will say things that are, they don't pass the smell test. There's nothing usher about it. It's just not pasnished. It's not the right way to talk. You, you lost 10 minutes of iPad. I do that at home sometimes. Like if I hear a language that I don't like and they know that it's a language that we don't use, 10 minutes off. Not even, not just a slap on the wrist. It's not even, it's a nothing, but they, I keep it on the up and up. It's not right. So similarly here, the, the Ame Ha'aretz, that's how the Ran explained our Mishnah. If you can look in the Ran, it's a pretty lengthy Ran, but take a look over there. The Ran Dibur Hamaschil Ha'omer Li'ishto on the bottom of Yud Gimel Amad Beis gets into some of the details over here about who we're talking about. But it's not a common language. So therefore, we therefore Lo Amar Klum. Yeah, but uh, hopefully when you're having a fight with your wife and you're a Talmud Chacham, you shouldn't be doing it in front of an Amoritz. <laughs> That's like one of the things, I'm running a parenting program at the OU. The best parenting advice you can have is to have a great marriage. Because kids will learn, uh, they learn now about the conflict resolution, they see husbands and wives fight, you get the true colors, you know. Are you really passive aggressive? Like, are you are you not you're not a mensch? Like, can you talk nicely, talk, just be above the, above above the board, like just talk normal. 
I don't agree with you. Let's talk it out and let's move on. You know, like let's do it the right way. Okay. Um, done with my OU promotions. I almost never do that. That was rare. Okay, let's go. Says the Gemara. Oh, we're at the top of the next page. That was the answer of, uh, that was the second answer. That was the answer of Rava, of the distinction of Talmud Chacham, giving a raya of the distinction between a Talmud Chacham and an Amah Aretz. Let's get into the case that we saw. It says Tanya here, but according to some Gersos in the Gemara, by the way, this is not dissimilar to Shkalim, where there's a lot of textual corrections to be made as well. Not just weird language, but corrections as well. Gufa, what did we just learn? Hanoder b'Torah lo amar klum. So we're going to learn this b'risa. That's part one of the b'risa, that a person who makes a neder b'Torah, Rashi, Mefarish, Dibramasu hanoder b'Torah, she'ochelach, that of yours, lo amar klum. So I make a neder Using the Torah as my leverage that I will that I will eat your food or not eat your food, But if I don't refer to the Torah broadly and I refer to the Psukim inside the Torah, then Dvar of Kayaman. Okay, so not broad but specific. What about Ba What if I say I'm gonna place a restriction on myself between me and you because of the Torah and what's in the Torah? Says the Gemara Dvar of Kayaman. And the Gemara asks a question. Katani, we already learned in our Mishnah, in the middle phrase of that b'risa, excuse me, we already learned in this b'risa at the top of this page, what did we learn? That if in fact a, a person says that uh, whatever is in the Torah, that's my leverage to make the nether, we said that that works. So then why is it that you had to say the third phrase? What was the third phrase? That should have been very obvious. If when I say what's in the Torah is binding, then when I say the Torah and what's in the Torah, of course it should be binding. The Gemara presents three answers, and these three answers will take us to the Mishnah, and then we'll stop for the day. Amar Rav Nachman, answer number one, Lokasha. One is when the Torah was not in his hand. The Gemara says that the Torah was resting on the ground. It obviously doesn't mean resting on the ground. It means that it's just not in his hands. Strange turn of phrase, probably requires its own research, but that is what the Gemara says. So that's uh, when you say the phrase, when you're not holding the Torah, that's one thing. And when you're holding it in your hand, that's different. And when you're holding the Torah... Uh, when the Torah is on the ground, when the Torah is on the bima, let's say, then your intent is on the gvil, on the white part of the Torah, the sanctity of the parchment. But when you're actually holding the Torah, then it's talking about the psukim, about the shemos of Hashem. Also requires Rishonim. Why is it that when you're not holding a Torah and you make reference to a Torah, we're talking about the gvil, we're talking about the white part. And why is it that when you're holding the Torah, we're not talking about the white part, we're talking about the ink? These are phrases we should be somewhat familiar with from Shas and certainly from Halachic Svarim, that letters have to be mukaf kuvil. Like if, uh, you know, sometimes the Balkore, nobody likes when the Balkore leans in to check a letter. Nobody, it makes everyone uncomfortable because, oh no, we have to start leaning over from another Sefer Torah. Go find another Balkore so he doesn't find any mistakes. This happened to us on an NCSY Shabbaton. We were in the middle of leaning. We noticed that a word was missing two letters. Pashat, not there. The Sofer left out, like it was a plural word of like, um, something with a chaf and a mem at the end, like lachem. It should have been like bishvilchem. That's not whatever. Never placed there in the first place. A total psul de It was a, a zero. Nothing. No space for them. Nothing. I couldn't believe it. Two letters. Very, very, very. Anyways, I, I was like one of the rabbinic people there. 
And I walked over to the Torah. I'm like, let's make sure. Get me a chumash. <laughs> you guys, we're not messing around here. And Taka was true. We checked it a few times. Not just my eyes, other people too. Torah was, was puzzled. So then they said, well, Rabbi Phil, you should know the answer to halacha questions. So should we do Haftorah? So I knew very little about this, but I said, the only thing I know about Haftorah is that it was a separate gzera. And I probably, you probably should say the Haftorah was based on a time when there was a Shah Sashma. What? Done. That's why you were asked. Right. Couldn't finish Laney. So we stopped, no, no, no. Punk it, we stopped right in the middle. And then they said, what should we do about Haftorah? So I said, oh, uh, from what I understand, you probably should do Haftorah. The Haftorah is not necessarily tied directly. I was wrong. They said Haftorah, they're all brachos levatal. You're not allowed to do Haftorah if you don't like. Yeah, I thought it was when they, when they, when they, that was exactly my story. Why, why would they be a bracha They still learned the, the Navi of that. Anyway. He didn't say it's a bracha but it might have been. I don't know. I don't know. It so certainly is. But it makes it, it, it just because of the fundamental way of how Haftar was created. Right. It just sounded strange to me, but I was wrong. Right. Anyways, that was how the MCS Spice Repertoire got written. Yeah. Moshe Eisenberg capitalized on that like uh, <laughs> like a maggot on meat. He was like, oh, and we're, and they made like a quarter million bucks. They made a lot of money off of that. Made a lot of money off of that. Oh, stunning. That was answer number one. Answer number two, a third of the way down. The Iboy Seima, the Machta al Ara. Really, the Torah is resting not in my arms, but it's on the Bima. The Gemara says, no Chiddush. It's just saying this and even that. And don't think that the introduction of two ideas in one sentence of both the Torah and the Azkaros Shabbat should ruin it. No, they're both, uh, they're both viable ways of creating a nether. And the third answer, halfway down, the Iba Yisema, Kula mitziasa nami denakit lebiyada. Really, every, the the middle case and the last case are talking about where you're holding on to it. But kamash malan that in the second and third cases of the brisa, what does it come to teach us? Came on denakit lebiyade since you're holding it in your hands. Afal gav de lo amar ba. Even if you didn't say the Torah itself, kamando amar b'masha kasu badami. So chiddush was the middle case. The middle case is where you're holding the Torah. And you just say ba, but because you said ba, we assume that you're not just talking about the Torah itself, but even the Azkaros Shabbat. So that's how the Gemara gets out of this question of Hanoder Torah Lo Amar Klum. There, if you just say that alone, it's nothing. But once you say Bemashikasuba, whatever is written in it, as long as you're holding the Torah, then that is going to be binding. So if you're ever the Chazan, don't make any commitments while you're holding the Torah. You could Mamish have a Neder Doraisa because. If you say, yeah, based on what's in the Chumash, so then very dangerous. We'll stop right here. I will not be in person tomorrow. Assuming my flight's on time on Thursday, should be back in time. Uh, if there's any problems, I'll let you all know through WhatsApp. Wishing you all a beautiful night.